Welcome to part two of our interview with Russell Regals of Regals Barbecue. Where we left off last week, Russell had just received a great review from Allison Cook of the Houston Chronicle. And while it would have been very easy for him to just continue to do the same thing that got him that great review, he continually evolved his product and uh, eventually gained even more accolades and even more fanfare. So tune in now and hear the rest of our interview. And since then, you haven't changed a single thing, right? No, um, I would <laughs> say... Um, yeah, so let's let's talk about that, right? Because you know you, you had the Allison Cook, the business is doing well, but there was one other thing that you still hadn't made yet, a famous list, and there's a climb to get there, and you continued to change and and evolve. I mean, I think I don't know if you've ever settled on, down 100% on your ribs, but every time I come, you're tweaking your ribs. No, think, we quit tweaking them. I think. We, we well, finally, I was going to say, I think this is it. it. Yeah, yeah, I think we, this we is it. We got it. We. Uh, the ribs was one thing. The ribs was always uh, the one thing that I just was never satisfied with. And I think it was the raw product we were using. Now we're using a Smithfield Duroc. We're cooking it on uh, Rico, which is our about 35-year-old vertical flow smoker. And uh, it it really does well with them. Yeah, it really does. They're some of my favorites in the entire state. Um, I get them pretty much every time I come here at this point. Um, and were the were the daily specials on the menu? You know, was that something you introduced before or after the Allison yeah, review? Yeah, let's talk about the the meats, the sides, the the relish bar. I mean, you you continued, you could have done nothing, but you continued to evolve and improve and and add things to the menu over time. Yeah, we uh, to get to what Andrew said first, the the daily specials. I don't think we had those then. Okay. Uh, we're we added those little by little. And all the way up until um, really the pastrami, which I never thought that that would do. And we've been doing pastrami about two years now. Before that, our Thursday special was uh, lamb pops. Yep. We did <laughs> did that for a while. Um, and I, I don't re really remember what, what we did on our other days. There were, I mean, I'm, I don't know if we were doing the pork belly then or, or the pork chops, but... Um, yeah, so much we, has been introduced on your menu over the last few years. It's just, it's crazy how much it's grown. I mean, the staple items have always been there. Brisket, ribs, sausage, pulled pork, half chickens, turkey. Um, but the daily specials are, I mean, it, it's a good thing, especially people that eat as much barbecue as we do. A lot of times you just get tired of this staple barbecue menu items. And Ragel's almost, I, I don't think you have a Monday special right now. Uh, not really right now. We've kicked around a few things and we've got things coming up. Uh. You know, I'll just say that I've got two pig legs in that cooler that we cured. <laughs> so there, there might be some, you know, a new, house made a new ham sandwich. here coming soon. Possibly a new sandwich. Maybe on the something resin. like called a Cuban sandwich or something with everything from the pickles that we make here, the mustard that we make here, the ham that we make here. Uh, we don't grow the pigs here. That's the only thing. <laughs> Get some room out back. Yeah. But let, let's talk about that, right? Let's talk about adding the stuff. And, and, I mean, what I would say you're probably most famous for right now is is the pastrami, which is a Thursday special. How did you add that? Why did you add that? Um, how has it been? You know, I, I know you, you're, doing the, um, you're doing the sauerkraut from scratch now, yep. too. So tell us a little bit about the pastrami. Uh, the pastrami is something that... I saw on Instagram one day, I saw Hometown Barbecue had put up a picture of a pastrami beef rib. And I looked at it and I was like, man, that is an awesome looking piece of meat. 
I cook beef ribs. It can't be that hard. <laughs> and so I started really researching pastrami. I talked to the guys next door at Bramble whenever they were still around. And um, a couple other people just asking them how to make pastrami. We got, I looked at books, I looked at online and really just blended a lot of recipes together and just started messing with it. I never thought it would be what we would do, you know, what people would know that we had here. I think we did two the first week that we that we ever made it. And I'm not I don't even remember if we sold both of them. <laughs> now we're doing 10 of them and they're they're gone at lunch. And you've kind of expanded that too, but let's stick with the pastrami. So um, you're doing both pastrami by the pound or the sandwich. Yeah. The Reuben. And uh, tell us about what's on the Reuben and, and what's from scratch and how that works. Uh, the Reuben, you know, it's we, we get a rye bread from Ashcraft down in Sugarland. Uh, then we put our pastrami on it, which we brine and smoke here. Uh, then on top of that goes a sauerkraut that we made here. That's, you know, Misty came up with that deal. Uh, and then a Russian dressing goes on there, which we make that here. Uh, Swiss cheese we put on there as well. We don't make that here, and we're not going to make that slackers. here. Yeah, we're slackers, and we're not going to make the bread here. We're not bakers, and we're not cheese makers. We have learned that. But, uh, and we're not going to make our own sausage here. <laughs> we get Rafinos to do it for us. Yeah, we'll talk about sausage in a minute, too, because you are doing something a little different with that. Um, so, so the pastrami took off. I mean, that was a, that was a great one. That's a Thursday special now. Um, you've added uh, some other sides and, and the pickle relish bar. I mean, tell us a little bit about some of the other things you've added since since you made Allison Cooks and before you hit the top 50 list. Uh, really what we did, we, um, we'll start with the proteins. We did a, uh, we got in a pork belly. I saw, you know, different people around doing a pork belly and they were, Rafino sent me one and they actually sent me the wrong product of what I ordered. And if you look at the box, it says for export only. And, it, and then it has a bunch of uh, Japanese or something <laughs> writing on it that I can't, can't read. But uh, I called Rafinos. Probably just says Regals. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, I called Rafinos and said, man, I, I want that product again. You know, he said, well, we don't even carry that belly. You know, we can't get that in. And I said, well, you got it in once you need to figure it out. And they did, so we've been doing the, the pork belly ever since. Uh, you know, it's a phenomenal product. Is that we, every day? Is there a no, we do that on Wednesdays. Wednesdays. And I thought about doing it every day. Uh, we just hadn't really done that because we hadn't replaced or thought of a Wednesday special to take its place. Now we did that. Uh, then we started doing pork chops on Tuesdays. Now, when we first started doing them, we got a whole rack and we smoked it whole and we cut one bone a shot and it was great. And then uh, some guy out in Pflugerville that's a friend of mine, I forgot, John something, Brotherton or something like that. <laughs> um, he posts a picture of a pork chop up and it's like a double cut in the way he did it. And I was like, man, how's that, that done? And he said, well, he, he loved it. And I said, well, you know what? We're gonna try that, you know not like doing his thing but uh we're gonna try that same raw protein and we did it on our pit and i said y'all we're not getting the whole pork chops anymore these are 100 times better <laughs> and so uh that's tuesday wednesday thursday 
Fridays we've been playing around, or not really playing around. We're, we're kind of not real consistent on Fridays doing these things. We're trying to get that way of a strami beef rib. And those things, you know, that was the, the one thing that got me Right. Doing pastrami, right. they photograph so picture. well. It's just such an awesome yeah, looking piece of meat, like you said. They're so damn rich, though, man. I I couldn't sit down and eat one, though. <laughs> I mean, you take the the beef rib, you know, how, they're rich anyway, right? And then you take the sweetness of the pastrami and put it on there, and it's I mean, it's great. Right. But that, you go with some coworkers and split that thing. Yeah, that's know? not a <laughs> that's not a single person meal right there. And one thing we had today um, with the the Food Network being here. Um, I know you'd introduced some uh, pastrami pork belly burnt ends today. Is that something that we might be seeing on a menu yeah, sometime? Yeah, you'll be seeing those on a menu now. How that came about, I started making bacon, which I know, Andrew, you've had. Oh, and yeah, I've been begging time, him for like every six time, months. Every time, yep. <laughs> when are you going to do that bacon again? So, you know, hell, it, pastrami brine works good for beef. Let's try it on so bacon. He's kind of becoming the mad scientist and just... Hey, how about this plus this and right. this? Yeah. So we, we gave it a shot one day and made a pastrami bacon. And then was like, well, you know, I mean, really all you need to say is bacon and you're done. <laughs> but bacon said, well, in. let's do the, the burn-in part of it. You know, let's let's try that. Let's cube it up, sauce it a little bit, gum it up, put some more seasoning on there and smoke it. And we did that. And I was like, man, that is good. I think we've got something here. Not saying that. We invented a, a burn-in or a bacon burn-in or anything. I think, you know, Haim up in Fort Worth, they, uh, they're they really the ones, I think, that really started they that. They made it that, popular in Texas. Yeah, yeah it they, may have they been started doing too, that. Now, I've had it once, and it, it was great. I yeah. mean, we're not trying to do what they do. Uh, oh, we've had it, both, it and a, yours tasted it completely, completely different. Completely different, different, different thing. Yeah. Uh, but it, it works for us, and I think it'll work well for our crowd. Yeah, no, it was it was really good. It's such a unique bite, and again, you don't want or need a ton of those. You need a few bites, and that's those burn ends are designed to be that big punch of flavor. Yeah, if you could handle a pound of bacon, especially the pastrami <laughs> bacon burn ends, man, it's gonna be a rough evening for you. That's all I'm gonna yeah, say. I was, I was with my coworkers, and we ordered a uh, meat sweat platter, plus the bacon burn ends, plus the lamb pops. And uh, I'm having a hard time staying awake right now. Yeah. <laughs> and then I showed up later and ate what it couldn't finish. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm still taking some home. But uh, but so, so the menu kept expanding. The proteins kept expanding. The sides, um, I know you have some of the sides that were there from pretty much the beginning. Um, but you've added, I know collard greens came along somewhere down the road. Yeah. Uh, looking in there right now, so the potato salad, we're still doing a similar potato salad than we were doing with Baker's Ribs. We um, really tried to kick it up a notch, you know, instead of getting this pre-bagged potato salad mix that they sold us, we're, you know, going in with everything fresh on the, the produce that goes in there, uh, which some of that that we did with them was fresh as well, but we were never really happy with it. So we, uh, we kicked it up a notch to say. Um, we started making a Texas caviar which, tell, tell folks about that. That's going to be black-eyed peas, black beans, uh, corn, cilantro, little red onion, uh, bell peppers, and some other stuff. <laughs> I forgot what else is in there. <laughs> secret ingredients. Yeah. Yeah, secret yeah. ingredients. Or, or if you don't put but a certain amount in there, you just have to put in seasoning or something. Right, like there that. you go, yeah. yeah. Spices. Uh, and then we do, uh, we started a marinated cucumber. 
we, we started doing a marinated cucumber because about six years ago, I guess, there was a big freeze down in Florida where they uh, grow a lot of the tomatoes and tomatoes skyrocketed overnight. And so that. we were like, man, you know, we really don't want to sell tomatoes because we might as well give everybody a quarter and we're coming out better, <laughs> you know, if they don't order tomatoes. So we did the cucumbers and it worked out well. There's some barbecue joints that make pickles that they should call marinated cucumbers. <laughs> We've had some bad pickles. That yeah. <laughs> um, then we, um, let's see, what else is in there? We we did keep the the item, the only real item that we didn't change from Baker's Ribs was the marinated tomatoes. We were satisfied with that. Uh, our customers were satisfied with it, and so we kept that. Loaded mashed potatoes, was that? We're getting there. We're still working on the cold stuff. <laughs> okay, all right. You're going to There's a lot me. of sides yeah. on the rail. I have to jump, yeah, yeah, have we, to, uh, jump to those, too. <laughs> we are vegetarian-friendly. There you go. So we, we um, kept the tomatoes. Our coleslaw, whenever we parted ways with those guys, we decided to make our own coleslaw mix, which I uh, got some help from my friends back home who were making their own coleslaw mix. So instead of buying craft coleslaw mix, we're making our own now. Uh, so that's the end of the cold stuff. I know Brian, you, <laughs> Jump. you're you know, jumping at the bit over yeah. the collard greens. That was something we did, uh, I guess three years ago at the barbecue throwdown. And said, I said, you know, I wanna do lamb there. And we didn't invent the lamb pop, you know, uh, nobody invented a single protein. And so we, uh, we cooked that and I said, well, let's pair it with something Southern because that's the thing, You're, it's something that kind of represents Houston. I, Misty came up with the idea of collard greens and said, all right, well, let's do that. And I, I'm not a collard green fan. So, you know, a lot of people take these things and they put bacon in there to season it. Well, we said, you know, why do we need to put bacon in there? Let's put our pulled pork in there. And we got a huge reception out of that at the, uh, Throw the down. throwdown. Yeah. And more people were asking about the collard greens than the lamb. And so we said, well, let's just do that around here. Or Misty said that. And I said, man, we're not going to sell those things here. There's, you know, there's not going to be people that, that want those. And that's become pretty much one of our most popular sides, if not the most popular. I'm seeing it on more barbecue menus, yeah, you, too. Yeah, I've mean, started to see it more the last couple yeah. of years, and I order it almost every time I come in here. My little pro tip for people is get the greens and the beans because you get bonus meat in both of those yeah. sides. <laughs> yeah, there's pulled pork and there's beef. Uh, so the pinto beans, we uh, changed that recipe up. We make, make our own bean seasoning, uh, and like Andrew said, yeah, you get bonus in there. We don't sell all the brisket or pork uh, the day before. You know, that's where it goes. We chop it up and put it in there. We also have been known to throw little pieces of beef rib in there, which that makes an expensive pinto bean on our end, uh, but it makes them good. A tasty one on our end, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, then we uh, went with a loaded mashed potato. So it's basically a twice baked potato without the, the uh, skin. And I think that's it. Uh, well, mac and cheese. We've got a mac and cheese that uh, we don't make here. We've tried to make it, and uh, we just couldn't get it down to where it's it would hold. It's hard with the cheese. Yeah, I was just holding was exactly is really hard. I've yeah, the holding part yeah. of it, it would get gummy. So we uh, we kept it stuff. It, it's you know a, like a boil in a bag, and we just add some seasoning to it, and it's good. 
Right. And then uh, outside of the, the sides, you expanded the pickle bar. I mean, at one point, well, you were just well, canned pickles. Yeah, we're not going to say I did that because <laughs> I would get in trouble for that. <laughs> uh, that would be Misty. That would be 100% Misty. Uh, I'm not a pickle fan. I'm not an onion fan. Uh, damn sure ain't a jalapeno fan. Uh, we got into the idea, or she did, of making our own pickles. We were using what we now call bucket pickles. And so we talked to the guys at uh, Bramble again. They were big into making their own pickles. We talked to Evan Leroy, who really helped us out with that. And uh, we kind of blended all that together, and now we make our own pickles. We weren't just satisfied with a dill pickle. We said, well, let's kick up a little heat in there. So we take out a little bit of the dill. We take a habanero pepper and we smoke it and split it and we put it into a thing, a, you know, a buck, not a bucket pickle, but a bucket of pickles or into the brine with our pickles and it makes a spicy pickle. And it's not overly spicy. It's really good. It's, it's just got a little zip yeah. to it. Yeah. Uh, we did, we, I guess, jumped on the bandwagon of what other people were doing with the pickled red onion. I just thought it looked cool. It, yeah, the pickled red onions, we make them too. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that it's almost 100% for the aesthetic of it. Yeah. Because you know, it, it does, it pops on a plate. It looks really good on a tray of food. Right. Uh, our most recent thing we did out there, we started making our own relish. You know, everybody, not, not everybody has relish. Not many people eat it. I say not many not as many as they do say just pickles so misty wasn't satisfied with our relish she was like that stuff sucks i want to make my own i said well jump on it man <laughs> so she uh figured out a recipe and we started making our own stuff here yep, so now if you go to Regal's, there's a whole condiment bar of house-made pickled items from as russell yep. was saying uh, the dill pickles the spicy pickles the pickled red onions the relish pickled jalapenos there's yeah we make our own jalapenos we pickle those here as well yeah so it's 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 a nice little compliment to everything that you're getting on the plate um and especially if you do a sandwich here at ragel's one of my favorite things to do is just grab a little bit of every pickle and just throw it on top of sliced beef sandwich or whatever you're having that day um it's just it's just another thing that helps you stand out from the crowd and it's unique i don't think i don't know any other barbie joint that's making their own relish I, I've not heard a single one. It's not to say there isn't another one, but we've eaten a lot of places. Well, there probably is out there somewhere. Uh, you know, I, I don't know who has. I like. I, I can't say that I've seen it, but I, I'm sure that we're not the only one. Right. I know that we're not. And There's too many people out there throwing out great barbecue and throwing out great condiment bars and great side orders for us to be the only one for sure. Right. And Just one of those things that, that has really changed in barbecue, you know, as, as they moved from the meat markets and we've started to see kind of the elevation of the sides that wasn't enough to stand out anymore so people started elevating the condiments condiments desserts. desserts i mean you're seeing a much more full menu experience in barbecue than i think you ever have before well you you yeah you've got people who are you know trained chefs doing barbecue now you know and back in the days it was just meat markets trying to preserve that meat so they don't have to throw it away right so that you know that being yeah, that's what kicked it up a lot. And, you and know, there with, seems with, to be a little, you know, friendly competition as well. I mean, a lot of you guys are friends, and you see what everybody's doing, and it's like, well, can I? It's not that you're trying to outdo each other, but, you know, you see somebody doing pickles, and it's like, well, why don't we try to do pickles? Right. And so you, and, you do them, and you like them. And we did that whenever we left the franchise. We went around to a lot of places, and we weren't trying to get anybody's recipes or anything like that. We were trying to gain ideas. 
uh, and that goes with the, the meats, that goes with the pickles and everything. It's like, how can we put our own spin on that? That's a great product, but we're not trying to duplicate what they do. We want to put our own spin on it. Right. Well, I think that just makes it easier to put out a more well-rounded menu. If, if you know, okay, not not stealing ideas, like you said, but just saying, oh, this is I never thought about this before. How could we make our version of this or something that's, you know, this original idea and make it something that, you know, that's unique to us. And, you know, we've talked about it time and time and time again on the show about, you know, going out and seeing what others are doing. And, and Russell, I know you do that as well. Like you, you eat a good amount of barbecue for I someone that barbecue. cooks barbecue. I, I tell people I'm a barbecue fan who's just lucky enough to do this for a living. <laughs> right. And, you know, I know a lot of the old school mentality was, you know, I cook it so I don't need to eat it. And there's still people out there that are like that. There are that. a lot of people out there who don't eat it at other places who are like, I don't even want to eat it here. And, and barbecue has evolved. I mean, it's evolved greatly over the last five years. Yeah, it, it has, you know, by tenfold. I mean, you you take Aaron Franklin, you know, with what he's doing out there, I think he really, when he broke out or got the publicity, did whatever you want to call it, it really, you know, gained, grew, oh, it, you know, it opened a lot the of attention door. to yeah, barbecue. It, it, it brought the market. Door, yeah, it, it expanded the market. It let a lot more people come in. Um, it, since then, there's a lot of really good barbecue. I mean, he's, he's had tips online in his book. I mean, and a lot of people have taken that to heart, opened up quality barbecue restaurants. And so, like you know, we've, we've said before, too, there's a lot of really good brisket in Texas and in the world now. So you've got to keep going and you've got to keep elevating. And I think, you know, sandwiches and the sides, the desserts, the pickle bars, all of that, it's, it's a great time in barbecue to be a consumer I think it's a lot of fun to be an owner because you're not stuck in a small little area that you have to stay in. Right, you're not doing the same thing over and over every day. And that's why, you know, all our different daily specials and, you know, it kept us just as interested as it did the customer. Uh, and, you know, if we get burned out on doing the same thing over and over every day, it eventually is gonna affect our product. We're gonna start slipping, we're gonna get, you know, complacent and just, you know, thinking the same repetitious thing every day and you, you can't do that right. not, not in today's world for sure well, that's one of the one of the biggest reasons i'm here as often as i am and it, for those that don't know i'm at regals pretty much every week one is it's close to where i work but the other is i know i can come here and i can get something different so pretty why much don't every you time say I come. you can get something different and then be because it's close <laughs> to work. you make it sound like well shit well, we got to go there because it's close but they do do this in the last two years i've been here 72 times so that that should tell you something yeah i, I mean you're here once a week for sure <laughs> so, so and, and you, you you've got your booth i think it's actually <laughs> one of these right here he sits in the booth every time yeah usually usually unless it's unless it's pastrami thursday then you just try to find a spot yeah, anywhere in the restaurant but uh but yeah i can come here every time and i don't always have to get brisket i don't always have to get ribs i can get a sandwich i can get one of the daily specials You've been on a rib kick here lately because your ribs are so the ribs are good. fantastic <laughs> so it's uh you know those ribs when we started cooking them on that pit which i've owned that pit for probably 12 years but i was scared to cook on it because on the vertical flow the it's an old puerto rican cooker they will catch on fire right. if you don't treat them right right and yep. so i was always scared to cook on it and whenever I bought Penelope, I told, uh, I got the uh, Bewley guys to load it in here. And I said, we're going to mess with it. We're going to start cooking on this thing every now and then. Just to, I don't want it to go, you know, just rot. And we cooked on it about twice and was like, that's our new rib cooker right there. And, and I mean, just for a second, let's talk about that. I mean, how interesting is it that 
you know, somebody that's doing this for a living, doing this every day, a simple, if you call it simple, but a change to a different smoker affects the product that much. Oh, every, every smoker cooks differently. I mean, I can get, you know, we, we use Bewley's here. I could get two of their Model 800s and that could be equal dimensions and they're gonna cook differently. We've got an 800, an 1100, and an old Puerto Rican vertical flow. And I can put the you know, ribs out of the same box, season them exactly the same, and put them on all three pits and all three are gonna taste differently. All right, and we, you know, I know uh, Bodacious has a similar pit. Bodacious Marvelly has a similar. It's the Puerto same Rico same pit. old pit. They have one. There's there's about seven or eight of them still out gotcha. there. Gotcha. Yeah, we'll we'll post some pictures up of the pit because it is really unique. It's got this stone that heats up, you know, and it's it's just one of those really unique pits that you don't see there's hardly anywhere. Like it. Nothing. Like um, it. So we'll I, definitely post some pictures of that. I've talked to the guys at Bewley and I said, "Would you ever build another one?" because they quit building those long time ago because they catch on fire. And he said, Russell, I would for you and about five other people because <laughs> you know how to use them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, one of the things that um, when, when I've talked to you in the past, uh, you know, you were, you were burning the daylight and the nighttime oil. You're, you're open seven days a week, which is extremely unusual for a barbecue joint, um, especially one that's as smallly owned as you. It's not a chain or anything. Um, you know, I don't know how you didn't burn yourself out up to that point. I um, did. <laughs> but you were able to bring somebody in to help out. Um, you know, and I know Bruce has been here forever. Um, you know, you've got a staff that's, that's very dedicated. Um, but you added somebody else to the team here. So let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, I guess it was um, about a year and a half ago. Uh, we were looking for somebody to give us some help. And I'd had a couple guys here and you know that it helped us but nobody that really came in with a love for barbecue they were just here drawing a check uh and i'm back in the office one day and misty said we well we had put it on instagram that said uh we're now hiring awesome people or something if you suck go down the road i, I think that's pretty much what the little sign said <laughs> sounds like something misty would say <laughs> well no that's what the sign we put up on instagram said now hiring awesome people if you suck go down the road something like that so um, the day after that, I'm sitting in the back and uh, Alfredo comes in and Misty comes up, comes back in the back and said, hey, this guy's up front and you, you really need to talk to him. And so uh, I went up there and I talked to him. I looked out and I was like, yeah, well, we'll see. You know, I, I, don't, I don't really want to talk to anybody right now, but we needed somebody. And so I went out and talked to him. He said, yeah, I've done some smoking in my backyard. You know, he was working down at, at a restaurant in the loop somewhere. And um, I said, well, man, you know, let's give you a shot. And so he finished up his schedule, I believe, at his other job and started to work here. And it wasn't a week later. Hell, I just threw him the keys and said, you don't need me here. <laughs> and so uh, Fredo, I mean, he's been, been great here. He, uh, you know, he came in with a love for it. Uh, and he can cook. That's just all there is to it. I, I think he's made our product even better. You know, if it, he's definitely put in a lot of influence on a, on a lot of things that we do. I, I don't come in and go, okay, we're doing this and this is just the way it's going to be. No, I, I talk to everybody here that's involved with the process and say, what do y'all think about this? You know, I, I'm not one of these people who thinks that it's my way or the highway because 
we all work here and it makes all of us a living so do y'all think it'll work too i i believe it will but do y'all think it will right and so you know that's one thing that you know i can attest to being here is the product is consistent here um whether that whether it's a day that you've cooked or it's a day that fredo's cooked and you know it shows that there is a commitment to that process because one of the things that we hear all the time when we talk to the people in the industry is it's really hard to find someone that's going to be as committed to it as you are that's going to care about it as much as you do and if you do find that person hold on to them as much as you can um, because it's really a difficult thing to find yeah fredo works here and then uh i don't remember how many months later his uh girlfriend abby started working here so we we've got the whole family deal going here that's great and uh she she doesn't cook she works up front but she does a great job for us as well so yeah, it's it's a it's definitely a family atmosphere here at Ragels. Um, let's go on to the uh, the little Texas Monthly list thingy that comes out every four years that we've heard so much about. Um, I know that you know a lot of a lot of restaurants. That's that's a big goal. Yeah, it's definitely a big goal. It was one of ours. Whenever we left uh, the franchise, our number one goal was to put out better barbecue. I I thought that we accomplished that. I still think we're doing that. Uh, then we had a couple other goals that were just to let us know we were doing something right. Number one was the uh, Allison Cook's top 100 list in Houston. I never thought there was any way in hell that our little barbecue place would be on that. And the second one that I thought we had a shot at but wasn't sure was the Texas Monthly Top 50 list. I knew what... Uh, what Daniel had rated us at his Baker's Ribs, uh, but we never got a rating from him as Ragel's Barbecue. So I was like, well, you know, I, I don't know if we're going to be on it or not. I, I knew we were putting out a good product, and I felt that we deserved to be on there, but I'm not the one that make, makes the list up. Right, and that's, you know, that's one thing that you could have probably done exactly what you were doing when Allison came through the door and probably made the list, but you've continued to evolve that product. And I, you know, I think it continued to improve from that time to the time the list came out. So tell us about that. You know, the, I believe the list came out on Monday morning. Yeah. You know, what's funny, uh, you know, I think everybody in barbecue started probably hitting their refresh button on their phones or computers or whatever at probably six o'clock in the morning because they said it was released on this day, but no, didn't, nobody knew what time. Uh, that was, you're right, that was a Monday morning, and I was sitting in my kitchen talking to Greg Moore from Tejas Chocolate. He was here. And we were just, you know, talking about I don't know what, and I, I, I know the list came up. And I'd been telling Greg for a few days, I said, y'all are top ten, man. I said, y'all are doing what nobody else does, and y'all got a great product. No, no way in hell, no way in hell. So Misty calls me, and she, I, I, this is within five minutes of me hitting re refresh. Uh, and she's like, well, we made it. And then she said, I said, well, what about Tejas? And she said they were number six on the list. And I'm, I'm going, Greg, y'all are number six. And he's going, what? What? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. We're not prepared for this. And one, so one I, little, I got a pretty one good One little kick smoker up there and... and uh, you know, they, did, they didn't have their Moberg there at the time when that, that came out. And, I mean, that was just, especially for them, because they, they hadn't had the Allison Cook review. They were relatively... Well, they relatively got the Allison Cook review right at the same time the Texas Monthly List came out, like a week later, yeah. I believe. Yeah, she was, she was on it. They sold out within 10 minutes for about a week. Yeah, and, right. and you know what's funny? When Allison went up there, 
to review them, I was there at Tejas. <laughs> I think I was there that day. I was there the day she had the uh, the sandwich, the brisket and blues. Yeah, because we sat out on the front porch yes, for like sir. an hour or so and talked to her. Yep, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, the top 50 came out, and we were ecstatic about that thing. I, I was like, man, I, I wasn't just happy for me. I was happy for Houston Barbecue that we were so well represented. Right, seven joints on the list from Houston. Yeah, it was, it was great to see people who are, are my friends on there. I mean... You know, I, I got text from, you know, different people in saying congratulations. I sent text to people saying congratulations. And I, I think everybody who's on the list deserved to be there. I think there were a couple people who might not have been on the list, and I thought maybe they did deserve to be there too. And you were in a new position. You were one of the few joints that was actually open the day the list came out because so many yeah, barbecue joints are closed uh, on, on a Monday. Yeah. yeah, we're seven days a week here. Uh, I, I think seven days a week works great for us because your product's always rolling i mean we're continually making stuff and putting stuff out and it just keeps a flow now if you're closed one day a week who's going to be up there prepping it's going to be you're, probably myself somebody's still going to be working yeah and so you've got money going out and not money coming in this is you know a business too it's a great business but it is still a business so you would need to close two days a week really to have a day off so we've just always rolled it seven days a week, yeah. and, and that tends to work out better. I, I tell people we're open seven days a week, so I can have a day off. <laughs> and that you know that barbecue community is a real thing. I remember I came in the morning that you guys made it, and John Brotherton sitting in here, Clay Cowgill sitting in here. You know, Clay had just been part of the Snows, the number one spot on the list. Yeah. You know, and they, you know, and they both came down to you know celebrate with you, congratulate with you. Um, and it was just it was just a really cool thing to see like the process of all that work that paid off for you guys. Yeah, it was funny. Brotherton texted me and said congratulations, and then he called or something. He said, "Well, we'll be there in a few minutes." And he <laughs> said it was him and Clay coming. I was like, "Man, that's pretty awesome." You know, I've I made some of you know my best friends in this business, whether it be you know twenty years ago, people that I still talk to. Or, or people that I meet now. I mean, you got new guys that are just popping up now. You got, you know, Willow. I've known Willow for a couple of years. He worked, you know, with me out there at Typhoon, Texas, whenever I was consulting for those guys. You got Joey Victorian, who's right right around the corner from him. They're they're putting, you know, out great barbecue in the Heights. Both barbecue of those guys Central are. is in the Heights. Oh, well, yeah. You, you've, the got, bar you've got Grant Pinkerton. Yep. If you want to go, I mean, technically it's not the Heights, but you got the Pit Room. Um, Truth is coming in all in that one little area. Yeah, and if you extend it to this, isn't the heights, but Garden Oaks, it's close. Right? You know, it's it's a really big pocket of barbecue that's forming out yeah, there. Yeah, there's more than just Gatlin's. Yeah, and Gatlin's was you know, they were the first ones out there yeah. to really crank out quality barbecue. Yeah, and whenever they left and went up to Garden Oaks, you know, people still want barbecue in the heights just because Gatlin's moved a few miles up the road. <laughs> You know, they're going to have people follow them up there that's a fan of their product, but you're also going to have people that don't want to make that trick. They want to stay right there in there's, the heights. There's a lot, as they're building all those damn townhomes, you know, they're tearing yeah. down these old single-family homes, and they're oh, putting yeah. up well, the three townhomes in one space. booming, and, you know, it's, it just keeps growing and growing out well, there. Well, I think Joey isn't Victorian. He's, like, basically... One block or one one block east of where Gatlin's old building was. Oh yeah, he's he's right down the road from them. Yeah, 
I mean, so, it's, yeah, and, you know, Grant Pinkerton, you know, Grant puts out a hell of a product. I've been down to his place quite a few times. Him and Sarah have been here quite a few times. They're, they're great people. Yeah, and it's just, and that's one of the things that we love about this community, and especially in Houston, just because that's where we're from and it's where we spend most of our barbecue time, is, you know, to go to these places and you'll see this pitmaster sitting in this restaurant and that person sitting in that restaurant is just it's a really supportive community yeah well even people go out of it i mean hell i went to snows last saturday morning <laughs> I, I went to snows and i was back home at 11 o'clock <laughs> i went there and i ate breakfast and it was it was phenomenal i mean that was that was you know some of the best barbecue i've ever had and then i came right back home All right well that's the beauty of snows is yeah you can go there for breakfast and be home in time to you know, go and eat somewhere, somewhere else when they open. Yeah, you. I mean, the first time I, I did that trek over there, I went to Snows that morning. This was, bef you know, a few years ago, so the lines weren't near as long as they are now. <laughs> uh, I went to Snows, left there, went to Louis Miller, and then went to Southside Market, and then mm -hmm. came home. Yep. And you still have the rest of your day. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, one thing with the list, because you know Russell won't brag, so we'll brag for him. Um, the list is ranked one. You know, they have a top ten, a one through ten. But then if you really pay attention, there's ratings. You know, Snows was number one at a 5.0, and then 2 through 10 is a 4.75, and then there's a cluster attention, of joints. Attention, this is barbecue nerd time. It is total so, nerd so time. So Andrew has put this into a spreadsheet uh, and yeah, separate them yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. This is, but this is actually very interesting. So there, like yeah, you said, so there's, there's ratings for everybody in the top 50. Right, and then there's 10 joints that got a 4.50. So you can, if you'd like to, you can consider them your 11 through 20. You can put them whatever order you want to. So well, we got a 4.51. They just ran out of ink right there. So we're actually gotcha. number 10.5. <laughs> so there you go. So yes, uh, Regals is up there in the rankings and deservedly so. Um, so one thing that we you know we definitely want to end on uh, is your your experience in this industry. You've been doing this longer than majority of the people that longer, are longer than time, some people have been alive the yeah. first time i ever stepped foot working in a barbecue place was i think 1988 so yeah we're going 30 years now that you've been working in barbecue that's pretty amazing see i'm only like 31 yeah that's i mean you were just you know crawling around the barbecue restaurant but uh what what have you seen change especially in the houston market over the years as you've watched barbecue grow as a whole and houston grow in the barbecue scene well i i moved to Houston in 2001 so that's what 17 years ago um, damn that's a, that's a while huh <laughs> um, you know I, it's, it's changed a lot because whenever I came down here and and started operating Baker's Ribs barbecue was not the hip thing to go eat you know there weren't people doing chefy type stuff with it it was just everybody was doing old school barbecue yeah it was lunch pail food yeah. and that, that's what it was and you know I, I really saw about 10 years ago that it evolved you know it, it started changing to where it is now and it's it's, it's changing every day now yeah. I, I remember and I, I tell people as expensive as you think brisket is now we freaked out whenever it went over a dollar a pound <laughs> we were charging I think seven ninety five a pound, or eight ninety five a pound back then. Wow! And and if you do the math, and this isn't hard to do, folks, you think about the profit margin back then, and you think about the profit margin now. And I mean, you guys are killing yourselves. I mean, it's hard to charge more than twenty dollars a pound. You get over that a little bit, but I mean, brisket based on finances, cooking, shrinkage, 
it really should be about $25 to $27 a pound right now. Yeah. we uh, And it's we tough made, for a consumer, too. But We made that jump to $20 a pound, I think, in March of last year, and that was a tough one for me. I, you know, as much as people hate to see, or, or customers hate to see us raise our prices, us on the biz, uh, the owner side of it, we hate to raise our prices. I, that is one thing I absolutely dread doing. Not because people are going to gripe about it. It's just like, man, you know, this is this is expensive. It's not a cheap lunch anymore. It's uh, you know, you're you can go in and easily drop seventy five bucks at a barbecue place. Oh yeah, we've done it many times. <laughs> Yeah, what you get, I mean, y'all have the meat sweats today. Yeah. And with it with a beef rib. I oh, mean, and, that, oh, that's that's a hundred bucks right there. We didn't have the literal meat sweats. The it's a <laughs> we didn't talk about this. I can't believe we yeah. did. The meat sweats platter at Ragel's Barbecue. What is that, Russell? Uh, that's something that, that we came up with that, you know, everybody has these big platters and we didn't have one. We don't have any signature sandwich with a with a name on it and we were talking one day and said, you know, you eat all that and you're going to have the meat sweats and something just went off. I don't remember if it was me or Misty and she, I think she's the one who said, let's call it the meat sweats. So you get, I think a pound of brisket, uh, four ribs, a half pound of turkey, a half pound of pork, a link of regular sausage, a pink, a, a link of jalapeno sausage and a link of boudin. And then you get three pints of side orders. And then you can add a beef rib for 25 extra bucks. How much is the defibrillator that goes with that? Um, the defibrillator? Yeah. Um, well, it depends, you know, if you've met your deductible or not. <laughs> uh, it could be $25 copay, and then it could be that, that big one. But, yeah, it's a great way to try most That's a of great the menu. sampler platter. Yeah, yeah I mean, you get, I mean, and if you get four people in on it, you know, even if you get the beef rib, you're talking twenty five a piece. Right. And Which it's not really isn't bad. It's no. not that hard to spend twenty five dollars a piece world. these days. I mean, it is a lot of food, and and you could eat five or six people on that platter. Yeah, um, we've had we've had probably yeah five or with six the, with I the mean, beef rib easily. Oh yeah, definitely. Because yeah. our beef ribs, what we do to them, we're gonna pull out that center bone. You know, we we want the bone to meat ratio to not even be close. We want people to have a lot more meat than bone, you know. So so we take out the center bone to give you a nice big beef rib. So you're so you're taking a rack of three and you're only you're only selling two. Correct. You realize that's not very smart. I don't care. <laughs> it, it's not very smart economically, but we make up for it on other stuff no, and that's, it makes that's the a great happy. it's a great deal for the customer. You know, I don't yeah. want somebody to go, well I just paid 25 bucks for this thing whenever you know half of it's bone yeah, we want yeah. them to get more meat they're paying for the meat they're not that's, paying that's for a the great bone. value oh that's it is great it absolutely value. is so russell we will get you out of here on this one um as one of the elder statesmen of this industry what would you what what's your sagely advice to anyone that's wanting to do this crazy crazy business Man, if you want to do it, uh, I remember telling Greg Moore at Tejas whenever he told me they were going to do barbecue, I said don't. So uh, I'm not really a great one to give advice on that, but uh, I would say if you're going to do it, number one, love barbecue. Don't just think you're going to come in here because it's the hip thing to do and you're going to make a killing because that's not going to happen. There are some people who get lucky and there are other people who struggle every day. Um, be prepared to work a lot 
Yeah, we use Buley smokers, and I'll always use Buley smokers, and I go home and sleep every night. There are some of these younger guys in the business, and they're young in age, who are out there, you know, sleeping on cots. I know the guys at Truth, they sleep on, on cots in their dining room. Uh, like Joey Victorian sleeping in a storage yeah, container. Yeah, Joey Victorian <laughs> sleeping in a storage room. Uh, Brad at the new place in Bryan, uh, College Station. Oh, uh, oh gosh, we're going to butcher the, the name. Bourbon, bourbon and Barbecue? No, 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 oh, no, no. no. Oh, the guy who's the trailer we had at the, Camp Brisket. It's, it's, it's a year. It's like 1775 Pit Barbecue yeah, or something. His, name, his name's Brad. He puts out great product. I see them sleeping in there. But, you know, you're going to get tired of that one day. So that's why we use Buley's. But be prepared for the hours. Be prepared for the struggles. Uh, you know, try not to get burned out. Go eat other people's barbecue. You know, it's, it's not like if, if I see another person in the business come in here that I'm going, oh, what, what are they doing here? They're trying to steal our stuff because that's not the case. I mean, they're in here to eat. They enjoy barbecue as much as we do. Right, and you're not going to get a magic secret by walking into a barbecue joint and just watching them for an hour. No. You're not going to learn how to cook barbecue doing that. Right, you know, and every pit cooks a little bit different. I could give you the recipe to something we do, and you could throw it on your pit, and it'd be completely different than what we do, just like we were talking about our ribs. All three pits are going to make each rack of ribs taste different. Going back to Brad, just so we make sure we get that name right, College Station, uh, that's 1775 Texas Pit Barbecue. Uh, yeah. He's in a trailer uh, in College Station. He's putting out some good stuff, so if you're up that way, definitely check him out. Yeah, I went out there. Um, I've, been, I've had it twice now. Uh, once I went with Dr. Sable and Ray and a couple other guys, <laughs> and then I think it was at Camp Brisket this year, didn't John? Yeah. John Brother John Brother went and brought some, some. Yeah. And brought it up, and it was good both times. Yeah, so yeah, he's putting so, some good stuff out there. I mean, it's just again, it's one of those stories that you hear. It's you know, a guy that's just wanting to do it and killing himself doing it every yeah, night. Yeah, he's and, killing yeah. himself doing it, and hopefully he'll reap the benefits one day. I mean, Asul and them at two M, I think they're sleeping up there as well, or they used yeah, to. Yeah, they've got a cot. He just got married, so uh, his his beautiful wife might be like, "Hey, buddy, you need to come on home." At this point, Misty may give you a cot and tell you to sleep here. Yeah, we've been, we've been together uh, this year. Will be I think we've been married 20 years. We started dating in '95, like I said. And so at this point, yeah, she she might be like, uh, "Here's you a cot, or maybe not even get a cot, a sheet on the floor." <laughs> right. So well, there you have it. You know, that's that's the advice that's, that's from Russell the life Regals, of barbecue. That, you know, yeah. Don't do this because you think you're gonna become a rock star doing it. Because do it because you, you love it. Right, because the, the odds of getting famous or anything like that goofy stuff off of barbecue, it's not going to happen. You know, it's it's just you do it because you love it, and if you don't love it, why would you? I mean, this is not an easy type of food to cook day in, day out. So. Love your product. Have, yeah. have faith in what you're cooking. There you go. And try to continually evolve it. And eat plenty of barbecue. Eat other people's stuff. Yeah. Well, we've got that part down. Yeah. But <laughs> that's about it. Well, Russell, thank you so much for all the time you've given us today. Um, it's been, again, one of the interviews we've looked forward to most. Um, it's such a great, I mean, and, and it's not a great story because it's a great story. It's a great story because it's real. And, yeah, you know, coming right. up, working, you know, you put in so many hours and so much of your hard work, flipping around, trying to continue to improve, getting the validation and the vindication that you, you've done it. And great stuff. I mean, I love coming here, too. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate y'all having me on, and I appreciate y'all coming here. And uh, today's uh, 
What is today, Friday? Today is Friday. Yeah, I guess we'll see Andrew here in a few days. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, you can come too, Brian. Well, there you have it. That's our interview with Russell Ragels of Ragels Barbecue. They're located at 2223 South Foss Road in Houston, Texas, and they're open seven days a week, 11 a.m. until sellout, which is usually 6 p.m. Hope you enjoyed the interview, and by all means, please feel free to rate us on your favorite podcast listening app and subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends. We've got a lot of great giveaways coming up and some exciting interviews, so stay tuned.